everybody, welcome into another episode of the Full Court Press Podcast, a basketball show dedicated to Sumner County and Montgomery County hoops. I am your co-host, Zach Womble. And I am Brady McAtamney, and we got a really fun episode for you guys today. Last week, we talked district tournaments. Those are now over and done, and it's moving on to the region tournaments where Sumner and Montgomery are locking horns. Yeah, I mean, this was why we started this podcast, wasn't it, Brady? Because we we knew we were going to match up in the region tournament, and we thought it would be a great idea to get together and, and talk about this. And, hey, it's been a fun 10 episodes so far, but – uh, now we're into the now we're into the thick of things and, and when it really matters and, and now uh, one of our counties is going to have bragging rights uh, as we play in the region tournament. But yeah, man, like you said, a jam packed show, a lot to get into. We've got a special two two one for you today that Brady thought of. I thought was really really good. Um, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, but as far as you know, episode eleven, let's dive right on in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, why don't we get started as always with our players of the week. Um, I've actually got a, a double dose from the same school this week, which is uncommon. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Tamia Scott, congratulations on, as always, being my player of the week. I, I really want to change it up. I promise I do. Um, <laughs> I say this every week, but I mean, once again, she had double digits every week. She led her team to their first ever district championship since yeah. 2003. I mean, it's just, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> she makes it too hard for me to choose someone else. Um, yeah. If I did have to choose someone else, I would say that uh, Sydney DeRoche from Rossview would be, um, if, 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 I, if I were to change it up, she would do it as well because she, she had a really good week. They were the runners up of the district tournament. Um, but as far as my boys player of the week, um, I'm choosing someone who, a team who actually, a player from a team who lost in the first round. Um, and that's going to be Amitri Moss from Northwest. Yeah. Um, they won their play-in game against uh, number nine, Montgomery Central. And in that game, he set a new school record, dropping 50 points. He, his team's and he didn't play the fourth quarter. His team won 60 to 40, and he scored 50 points. Um, and to follow that up, they went to Paris to face Henry County in the eight-verse-one game. Um, they lost but made it decently close, and in that game, he f- scored 40 points. So in two days, he scored 90 points. I mean, I know his team didn't win the district. They didn't even make it to region. But when you got a guy scoring 90 points in two days, in 24 hours, I don't see how I could choose anybody else. That is just an absolutely ridiculous performance. Yeah, I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, goodness gracious, 50. uh, I mean, there's players out there that don't score 50 points in a season, let alone one game. I mean, I saw that and I was just like, Wow, that's I mean, that's special right there. I mean, he went out swinging clearly, and uh, yeah, you definitely got to give him that player of the week. And as far as to me, as Scott is concerned, I, I know you know we like to joke every week back and forth, but they won the district tournament championship. She's obviously the key cog to that. And listen, if she earns it, she earns it, and uh, she's done that each and every week. It's not like you're handing out an empty award to her. Um, she goes out in balls and she shows up. And I think that the the thing about her is she's cons- as consistent as they get, right, Brady? I mean, she, she's their best player. Other teams know she's their best player. Other teams are going to put their best player on her, and it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. they won the regular season. They won the district. She's as good as they get. And, and like I said, I know we like to joke each and every week, but, hey, when you're that good, that's just what happens. Awards follow. Yeah, and with this being tournament time, you're going to be playing good teams every week. And uh, she was doing that against Henry County, against Rossview. Um, I mean, you can just pencil her in for 
at least 17 points really every game. So definitely a special player. But uh, I know you got some some good players over there too. Let's uh, let's hear about your players of the week. Yeah, so I went also uh, from the same school. Um, we'll, we'll start with my girls, uh, Bree Ellis for 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 Beach. They won a huge semifinal game at Gallatin on the road where she dropped 16 points. She was a key uh, player in that game. You know, she's a good defensive player. She, you know, she she runs the offense very well for them at the guard spot. Uh, and it's just, you know, a solid high school basketball player. So uh, she was a no-brainer for me. I mean, that that win right there got them a home game. And as you know, this this time of year, you want to be playing at home as, a, as opposed to making that trip um, to Clarksville. So, I know they I know they fell short in the district championship game, but still Bree Ellis was 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 the the key force, the driving force behind their win over Beach. Um, and in the my boys player of the week, it's going to the district tournament MVP, Luke Fleming. Uh, their point Beach's point guard dropped 19 points, including 13 in the second half of last night's district championship game. Uh, four clutch free throws, a steal with less than a minute to go. Um, you know, I was talking to Kit Brown, beach head coach about him. And I said, and this is, listen, I'm not trying to knock Luke at all by saying this, this is actually a compliment. Um, but I said, if anyone walks into the gym and you may, you may experience this Brady, if you see them and, and you find number five on the court for beach, you're not going to be like, Oh, that's a standout basketball player. But after 32 minutes, you're going to be thinking to yourself, like, how the heck did this guy just dominate the game? I mean, he just gets to the rim. He can finish through contact. He shoots the ball well. He runs their offense. And, and to be set, surrounded by so many talented players and to still win district MVP by taking over that game in the second half, he refused to let them lose last night, Brady. You know, Green Hill had momentum in the third quarter, and he changed it. Now, he had help along the way. Andrew Page had a couple big dunks, huge block at the rim late. Um, Christian Shaw had some big three-pointers. But, man, I mean, he was just so good for them. And not only is he a good basketball player, but he's a really good baseball player. And just a good athlete overall. You know, I, I joked with, with Kit Brown last night. I said, he's probably good at badminton for all I know. I mean, he's just, <laughs> he's just one of those kids that you want on your team because he's just going to make a good play for you, and he's going he's gonna to give it everything he's got. And so player of the week this week, district tournament MVP, very well deserving of that honor. So those are my two players of the week this week. Yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean by, you know, you you get asked to point out maybe who's going to be their leading scorer and that not many people are going to pick that that guy. I've actually without giving out too many spoilers, um, I'm going to mention a guy like that for Rossview uh, later on. A uh, guy that wear number 20 for the Hawks um, that I'm going to mention during our 2-2-1. Um, but yeah, it's 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 special when you got a guy who doesn't look like he's going to go out and, and drop 20 and, you know, yeah. play lockdown defense, shoot the ball, make some circus shots. But, you know, that's it's always a, a good thing for a team to have in their back pocket, kind of a, kind of almost like a glue guy, like that, like that, that team leader that you always want to have. Absolutely. You know, finishing through, and, and I'll say this real quick about finishing through contact. I, I've noticed this through the district tournament. These, these referees are, are swallowing their, their whistle a little bit. I don't yeah. know if you're getting the same thing up there, but they're letting them play. And uh, you know what? It's sometimes that can, that can mentally take you out of the, out of your game, but, um, Credit Beach, man, they 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 always just fought through adversity, whether it was maybe maybe a call they didn't agree with or, or they thought they should have gotten a call. They never let it uh, they never let it affect their game. Uh, Luke Fleming never let it affect his game. And, you know, here they are as the the district tournament champs for the first time since 2012. Uh, first time they got the regular season championship for the first time since 2010. So clearly a very talented team that's full of full of juniors, full of sophomores. So. Um, not only are they good this year, but they should be good for, for next year and years to come. 
Yeah, um, same things happening here. Uh, referees are letting these guys play, and I think these teams really, really like it. Um, yeah. We got some teams out here who like to play physical, and they like to be tough, and they like to get in kind of a street fight with you. Um, yeah. And they're uh, they're really enjoying this style of play. Um, and hopefully, we see that carry on into the region tournament. Yeah, um, I'll say but, I'll say this real quick about the referees. I enjoy the fact that they're going to let them play, but be consistent throughout the season. You can't you can't expect, um, you know, to 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 call tight, close games all year long, and then all of a sudden we get into the region tournament and then swallow your whistle and then not expect players or coaches to throw their hands up in disgust and be like, "What's going on?" Because they've literally played fifteen or so odd district tournament game or district games where you were calling it tight, and now all of a sudden we're in tournament play and you're letting them play. So. If you're going to be that way, fine, but be that way all season. Be consistent. That's all I want to say. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I can agree with that for sure. Uh, luckily, the guys that we've had in, in Clarksville that I've seen so far, at least this week, um, they've, they've, they've had tough skin about it, thankfully. Um, they haven't been teeing guys up for complaining with calls. I had a technical yeah. yesterday, but that was more of a taunting thing. Yeah, uh, same, same. I, I saw a tech. Uh, with Beach. Uh, Christian Shaw got a tech for, for taunting. Here's the thing. Listen, I, I got to say this, too. Sometimes I feel like these referees don't know what it's like to be an athlete. They don't know what it's like to make a big play because if it's a, if you're in a tight game and you hit a three in somebody's face, you should be allowed to say you can't guard me. I mean, yeah. you should be allowed to express your emotions. Now, if you put hands on somebody or you take it too far, sure, call a tech. But to call a tech on on just celebrating a big play, you know, celebrating, you know, you sticking one in somebody's eye, I, I don't think you should get a tech for that. Yeah, yeah. Last night, um, and this is actually a good segue to talking about our championship games from last night. Um, last night, uh, Northeast Jalen Miller, their starting point guard, uh, hit a three-pointer in front of Rossview's bench, and um, someone must have been saying something over there because right after he uh, let go of the ball, he turned around and, and said something as the ball was going through, and <laughs> the ref immediately blew his whistle and threw up the tee. Yeah. Um, but, uh, wow, I just want to talk about that game real quick. It was a heck of a ball game. They went into overtime before Northeast eventually came out on top to win their fourth straight District Four, 10. Um, yeah, really impressive stuff by the Eagles, especially being the number four seed this year. They, they did not have a great regular season, but like I told you last week, I mean, this is a team that when they get hot, um, they're really, really hard to stop. But uh, um, Northeast was able to hit a, a late three-pointer to send that game into overtime. It was at – I'm sorry, Rossview hit that game to uh, hit that three-pointer to go into overtime. It was in Rossview's gym. That place was buzzing. Um, and it was just a really, really good basketball game. And uh, it seemed like the one uh, at Northwest, not quite as close, where the Northwest, Northwest girls beat Rossview. Um, that one was a little more, a bit more decisive. Not exactly a blowout, but um, it definitely wasn't coming down to the last shot. Um, but two really good champions this year from uh, District 10. You know, you mentioned Northeast not having a great regular season going in as the number four seed. They're a team that strikes me a lot like Lebanon, which is they have championship pedigree and they know how to get it done when tournament play rolls around. And it feels like they think no matter if we're the one seed or the eight seed, someone's got to beat us. And they they obviously have supreme confidence like they should, um, you know. And, and so I think they're going to be a very tough out for, for anybody um, in this region. And so – um, seeing, seeing North Northeast win that district tournament was not a shock. Um, I, I did see something though. Um, that was, I think they were the first, the first team in Montgomery County to win four straight district championships. I mean, that's, that's remarkable. 
It is pretty remarkable. Um, and, and, and that's going through a coaching change too. Last year was Sam Young's first team as the head coach there. Um, and I mean, he's able to get it done again this year. They went through their adversity, you know, the lots of the COVID shutdowns, um, having some rough games, some rough stretches. They Last year, there was a point heading into the region tournament where they had won, I don't know, I want to say maybe, I, they hadn't lost a game since December, at least. Uh, they were on like a 14-game winning streak um, before eventually losing to, I believe, Mount. it was Mount Julia that they lost to in the region championship. Um, and But this year they didn't put together a winning streak of more than like three games. Yeah. They were just really inconsistent. Um, and now here they are running through and, and beating some really good basketball teams on the road. Yeah. You know, I, I want to hit on my district championship uh, a little bit, too, as well. I had also a great game to watch. Uh, Beach came out on top of Green Hill 59-51 uh, in a game that was back and forth all night long. I mean, in the first half, neither team led by more than six. Uh, Green Hill seized control of the game to the first probably five minutes of the third quarter before a, a Beach timeout um, was able to 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 collect them, collect themselves and, and, uh, and, and put their foot on the gas and kind of take control especially there in the fourth quarter. I mean, Andrew Page, shout out to Andrew Page because in that first half, he suffered from foul trouble big time. He got two quick fouls on charge calls underneath the basket um, and could have very easily mentally taken himself out of the game. But in the fourth quarter, he scored six big points, uh, including two thunderous dunks that and a block at the rim that really changed momentum. Uh, and I tell you what, when that guy goes up for a rebound, no one else is getting it because he – dude, he can – he can get up there, man. He's got he's got some ups, and uh, he's strong with the ball. Beach really, as a team, rebounds well, and I think that was a big reason um, they were able to to get the win last night because Green Hill missing shots, they they limited their opportunities to just one, as the multiple trips for, for Beach a couple times late in the game. So, um, a very fun district championship, and I think uh, Beach is going to be a very tough out for whoever they've got to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and why don't we? Go straight into that. We'll we'll talk about those uh those region tournaments now. The the real fun part. Um, so our two two one this week, uh, we've got about sixteen two two ones to yeah. do for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to do for each team. Uh, I'm going to do of course the Montgomery teams, uh, the District Ten teams, and uh, Zach is going to do the District Nine teams. We're going to give you each team's two strengths two weaknesses and one player to watch that we think could be an X factor in their game. And then of course, we're going to give you a prediction for each game. Um, so why don't we start it off with the girls bracket? Uh, we'll talk about that first game at the top of the bracket. Uh, number one, Lebanon out of district nine against number four, Henry County. Uh, Zach, what can we look for out of Lebanon? You know what they, I, I highlight this. I've highlighted this a couple of times and I think it's so very true. Uh, championship pedigree. You know, Lebanon's got it. They've got a good senior leader in Addie Grace Porter. Um, you know, they're well coached. Corey Barrett is among the best in Middle Tennessee leading his team. And, you know, they, they ran through the, the, the district regular season. They, they only had one loss on a buzzer beater from Beach. And then they go through the district tournament and, and get that championship. And they're, they're confident. I mean, they're a team that, that understands the moment they've been there. They understand everybody is zero and zero at this point and, and nothing that, happened in the past will dictate the future. And, and, you know, they're a team, like I said, that has a really good uh, low post player when she's on in Miosha Mason, who is a, a big girl. I think she may be six, six, one, six, two. Um, and she can control the glass. And, and if she's hitting her layups, I mean, that makes it really tough 
for opposing teams to 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 stop them. And you know they sh- they shoot the three ball very well. And I just think that they're a team that is on a mission uh, to make some noise and to make a run at it. You know they got to the state final four last year, and a lot of people will argue that this year's team is better than last year's team. So if that's the case, that's scary for not only this region but for for everyone in the state. And so um, not only do I think that not only do I think Lebanon can take take care of advantage or take advantage of their first round matchup, but I think they can, you know, make their way to the region championship, ultimately winning it. And then once you get to sub-state, it's anyone's game. Um, you know, I mean, that at that point, everyone is a really good team. I mean, even now, everyone's a really good team, but especially in the sub-state round. But if you give yourself one chance to get to the state tournament, I like Corey Barrett's team. I like his coaching style, and I like them to to really make a run at it. So, um, like I said, not only do I think they take care of business against Henry County, but I think they could be a force to be reckoned with in the entire state. Right. And uh, looking at Henry County, um, they did finish as the fourth seed in the regular season, and they're the fourth seed in the tournament. Um, what that shows you is they're consistent. <laughs> and that's yep. one of the things that I actually did have a, as a strength because there's not many times that they're just going to get rolled over. There's not many times that they're going to just, you know, lay down and let a team beat them. They're going to consistently put up a fight. Um, but that does work as a weakness too, because it does mean that their ceiling is a little bit lower than some other teams. Um, but one thing that, that, that can carry them if they are going to look to upset Lebanon is they've got some really good shooters um, surrounded by um, surrounding their really good low post player, Charlie Hudson. Um, she's a, a very good player. She's not quite as big as some of the other players in the district or in the region, um, but she's she's just got kind of got that knack for scoring. You know, you just yeah. you can see someone play and just know like she knows what she's doing. She's got good footwork. She can hit her shots from anywhere inside the perimeter. Can step out and hit a shot. Um, but another thing that uh, about Henry County that is a little bit worrying is their defense. Um, they are prone to getting in shootouts at times like I mentioned with their good shooters, um, they, they, they do tend to make a couple good, sh- uh, quite a few shots, um, but they are prone to allowing the same thing to happen to them. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Um, I think Lebanon will take that game. Um, I don't think that's too bold of a prediction, no. but I think County can make it a, a decent game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move into the, the, the second part of that bracket with, which is Rossview versus, versus Gallatin. What I think can pro- probably be, Maybe the best the best game of the first round of the region tournament. I think that that's setting up to be a really fun matchup. Yeah, I think that's absolutely going to be a heck of a ball game. Uh, looking at Rossview, I mean, this is a team coming into the year that lost that lost eight seniors from last year's team, and that is <laughs> that's a lot of, yeah, of production. production. Yeah, that's a lot of production. Couple college basketball players who are now playing at, at that higher level. Um, but one thing that doesn't graduate is tradition. And uh, their head coach, Justin Woods, I think is probably the biggest strength of that team. He is just an, a, an excellent basketball mind. This is a guy who um, has been to eight straight district championships. Ooh. This is a guy who has has been here before. And um, even though his his players quite ne- haven't quite been here before, which is what I do have as a weakness, is a lot of these players are in their first year of getting significant production. Um, this is a guy who knows how to guide those girls. Um, and, uh, they're also very deep. Um, uh, they have five very good starters, but this is a team that's got nine, 10 girls who can all step out there and play, um, at any given time. Um, but, uh, that's, uh, big. that's big. It's very big. Absolutely. Especially in this time where you're playing a lot of games in a, in a few days. 
Um, you know, maybe someone rolls an ankle, maybe someone gets in some foul trouble, maybe someone's got some heavy legs, maybe someone craps up. They, they've got someone to step in and play. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's huge at this time of year. Um, they don't quite have star power. Um, something that they are lacking a little bit this year is they're, they are a team that has a lot of good basketball players, but not necessarily one who's, you can say, here's the ball, go get us a bucket. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say that I think their best player at this time is Sydney DeRoche. She's about, she's a, she plays like a guard, but is about probably six feet tall um, and still pretty young. She is getting better. Um, but this year she has stepped up big time in the district tournament. She played really well, especially against Clarksville high uh, in the uh, district semifinal. Um, and I think if, if they're going to make a run, she's going to probably be the uh, player to step up and uh, dominate on both ends. Yeah, uh, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Rossview's coach as, as someone who's been there. I, it sounds like to me he's a lot like Corey Barrett, which is, you know, if you got him on the sidelines, you've got yourself a chance just because they know how to get it done. And, and that's so big in so many ways. And I'll tell you, District 9 has so much respect for the Rossview girls basketball program for the things that you highlight. I mean, eight straight district championships is remarkable. It's unheard of. And, and they have district nine's respect and uh, they always will, I think at, at that point. And, you know, that's a, that's a team that I have seen every year, like you said, in the region tournament. And uh, since, since I've started covering uh, this district and, and they're one that's always going to be reckoned with. Absolutely. But I tell you what, uh, the one thing, one of the, one of Gallatin's biggest strengths is will always be there. And that is their defensive play. I mean, they, they will get after you. And, um, you know what, Janae Newsom leads that. She's number thirty, and it's not going to happen unless both teams get to the dish or excuse me, the region championship. But I so badly want to see Janae Newsom versus Tamia Scott. I so badly want to see that because that's District Nine's probably best defender, and Tamia Scott's clearly District Ten's best player. Yeah. So I, I so desperate, desperately want to see that. I don't know if we will, but I want to. But as far, but continuing on Gallatin, um, not only is their defense good. They, of their starting five, they have multiple girls who can get you a bucket. It isn't, it isn't just one girl. But, see, the caveat – or I, I guess the opposite the opposite of that is um, they're not very deep once they get into their bench. They, they have maybe one or two girls that can come in, but they're not going, they're not going nine or ten deep. They're not going eight deep, to be honest with you. Um, so, I think in this time of year, like you, like you mentioned, whether it could be a cramp or it could be foul trouble – or whatever, you know, someone misses because of contact tracing due to COVID, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, that can be a hindrance on them. And um, they're in a really tough matchup with Rossview, but you know what, because they play defense, I'm going to give them the edge. Um, That's, that will be there for them. I think when they play that game, they're, they're going to give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, because, because of how they defend the ball. And Jeremy Montgomery, one player to spotlight. I mean, she can get buckets. She's a thousand point career scorer. Um, you know, she's a double double figure girl each and every night, and one that can get to the rim with ease. She's got good moves on the perimeter. She can shoot. Um, so that's a game that I think is going to be very close. That could go either way. But because I represent, well, because I'm putting air quotes on this, because I represent District Nine, I'm going to pick Gallatin to come out as winner. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're right. I mean, they've, they've definitely got what it takes because of that defense. Uh, Rossby plays very good defense as well. And I feel like this is going to be a game I'm personally, I'm going to be covering this game. So I'm very excited to watch this game. Um, I feel like it's going to be one of those cases maybe where first of 40 wins. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I, like you said, with the air quotes representing district nine with myself being the district 10 representative air quotes, um, I, I'm going to take Ross view in this game Yeah, just because I know what they can do, but I think this is going to be, like you said, maybe the best game of this first round in the girls district. I think you hit the nail on the head. First to 40, probably going to win this game. Yeah. And uh, now going down, looking at another one versus four game, we've got Northwest versus Green Hill. Um, I think obviously, I don't think you have to look very hard uh, through our podcast history to guess what Northwest's biggest strength is. Of course, it's going to be Tamia Scott and their star power through her. She's, um, I mean, what, what can I say about her that I haven't said already? Um, right. she, she was named the district uh, MVP. Their head coach, Ben Wallace, was named district coach of the year um, after getting them their first uh, district championship since 2003 uh, when he was uh, there as well. He actually um, stepped down after the 2013 season, but has, has come back as of uh, as of late and really helped re um, reposition this program as a powerful one. And um, uh, another thing that they have going for them is their defense. Like you said, with Gallatin, this is a team who will lock you down. They they're, they're holding teams to under 40 points regularly. Um, and that's holding good teams to under 40 points regularly. Um, they've got some really good defenders who step out on the perimeter can defend inside and if, uh, if they're going to win this uh, tournament, which I think they have a chance to, um, that's going to be a huge part of it. Um, uh, as far as some weaknesses, uh, their offense isn't it's, – it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's hard to find weaknesses with this team. I'd say their biggest one is the depth. Um, again, kind of a, par- a parallel with Gallatin there where um, they're not the deepest team. But it's not like that. It's I, I think they do have seven, maybe eight girls that can go out there and play. Um, but they're not super deep. They're not super shallow. But, you know, if things get rocky, that could show up as a weakness. Um, their other quote-unquote weakness that I would say is their offense. But that's more of just their defense being better than their offense. They like to play slow, so they're not going to get into super high-scoring slugfests. Um, we saw them held to, I think, 37, 39 points against Lebanon a couple weeks ago. Um, that could be a rematch that we see. Um, but they'll, of course, need to score more than that. Um, for my player to watch in that game, it's not Tamia Scott <laughs> because okay. I want to give it, I want to name someone different here. Um, obviously, every every coach is going to be watching for Tamia Scott and trying to slow her down. Um, the player that I'm going to be looking at is Kayla Howell, their starting point guard. Um, she's one of the few seniors on that team, and uh, she's really their primary ball handler. She's uh, if, if the offense is slowing down at any point, she's kind of the one that they look to to move the needle because she is the one with the experience. Uh, she's the one who can handle that ball, get uh, their, her teammates open, get some good shots. Um, and I think she's going to be the one where if Tamia Scott maybe is getting locked up a little bit, if they're throwing two, three bodies at her, uh, Kayla Howell is going to be the one to uh, get her other teammates involved. You know, I'll make, this, I'll make this quick on my end. First off, I'm going to say I think Northwest wins this game. Um, but I'll say this, Green Hill does possess one player that can change that, and that is Sydney Rochetto. I mean, listen, three is worth more than two last time I checked, and she likes to shoot the three ball, and she is very capable of going out knocking down eight threes in a game. And if she does that, then, then they've got themselves a chance. But I'm wondering how Northwest is going to defend her. You know, their head coach, Ben Wallace, seems like is synonymous with defense, and, and that's the case, you know, this year. Um, but – so I'm wondering, are they going to go boxing one on Sydney? I mean, are they going to play her straight man? Like, what are they going to do with her? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, I think, dictates a lot. 
as great as Sydney is, I still don't think they've got much of a chance against Northwest. I think Northwest would have to – I think Tamiya Scott would have to have an off game, um, and I think they would have to play extremely well. And in, in playing extremely well, Sydney would need to hit multiple, multiple three-pointers uh, to give themselves a chance. Yeah, I know we've talked about before they played earlier this season – Right in uh, in Northwest won that game. Is that right? Did they play Northwest? Uh, it was Green Hill playing uh, Clarksville. Actually. Okay, uh, my my bad. Um, it was actually the next team we'll talk about here. But uh, yeah, you're right. They did play. Sydney Rochelle had a really good game. Uh, Clarksville won that game actually on a uh, nearly a buzzer beater. But it, that was a really good game. Sydney Rochelle, heck of a player. Uh, I do think Northwest is going to put Amaya Cobb on her, who is a very long guard. Um, probably would maybe be the best defender in the district uh, top three um, right there with Tamia Scott um, doesn't quite have the scoring repertoire, but she's definitely got the clamps. And uh, I, I'm guessing we'll see a lot of her one-on-one with Sydney Rochetto. That should, that should be a heck of a battle. Uh, battle. You know, I've seen teams uh, how they guard Sydney is at least I've seen Gallatin do this and I've heard other coaches try to do this as well, but um, they just, they, they full court press Sydney only. Just so they can get they can get the ball out of her hands, and even if she does get it up to you know past half court, she's she's kind of tired when she gets to that three point line, and maybe she doesn't have the leg. So so that could be also a way they defend them, for sure. And then uh, moving on to our uh, last first round game, uh, you've got another uh, Bucks team, and they're going to be facing the Clarksville Wildcats. Um, what what can we expect out of the uh, Lady Bucks in that game? Listen, you know Beach. In, back in the region tournament for another year. Um, they're just a program that is, that is always in this game and uh, always gives themselves a chance uh, to, make a, to, to make a run at, at Substate. I'll say this about Beach. They rebound well. Lacey Walmer is as good of a rebounder as there is in the district. And so anytime you can control the glass, you control the game, right? If you play defense and rebound, you, you always give yourself a chance. They play defense and they rebound well. Um, but the defense isn't part of the, the strengths. I was going to say good guard play they have, whether it be Jada Jones at point, whether it be Bree Ellis at the two. Uh, they just they, – they have good guard play. Um, they have good senior leadership, and they have girls that have been there. They've, they've, they've been in this position, so they know what it takes to get there. I mean, this is a team, albeit a, a very different team from last year, that still made it to sub-state and gave themselves a chance to get to the state tournament. So good guard play good rebounding from beach um, and just experience gets them to a point where I think that they have a chance to win. Now, as far as maybe some weaknesses, they don't score at a high clip. Um, most, you know, if, if, if Clark's, I don't know, you're going to tell me about Clarksville, but if Clarksville wants to get in the fifties or sixties, that's, that's not beach's game plan. You know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to limit teams to, to 45 and under. If they want to give themselves a chance to win. Uh, and they're not extremely deep. Um, so, you know, those are two weaknesses. But as far as a player to look out for, Brie Ellis, I mean, she can control the game at the guard spot. She plays good defense. She can get to the rim. She shoots well. Um, but I think – and you're going to highlight Clarksville, but I think they're going to be in for a tough matchup against the Lady Cats. What, what can you tell me about, about those girls? Yes, yeah, so uh, Clarksville, um, you know, you, you said Beach doesn't like to score much. Well, that is something that Clarksville does do. Um, they, they have – multiple girls, uh, I would say at, at least two girls who can give you 20 points on any given night. Um, and that's very rare in girls, even in, in the girls basketball, high school basketball game to have that. It's rare to even have one girl on, on teams that can do that. Um, but I will say that Clarksville's two biggest strength uh, for me, 
the way I see it, um, first comes experience. They've got some really very talented seniors who have played together from middle school onwards. Um, this is a team that loves each other very much. They're, they're, they've got a tight bond. And um, three senior starters, uh, Sidney Weatherford, Macy Brown, and Aaron Lackey, um, all very talented players, uh, all have unique strengths. Uh, Weatherford, a really good scorer and rebounder. Macy Brown, a really good defender. Aaron Lackey, a really good playmaker. Um, so those three uh, are very, very good and kind of form kind of the heart and soul of this team. Um, I mentioned they also like to score, but I think their defense is even better um, because, like I said, with this cohesion, they kind of just have that. I don't, it's almost like a sixth sense, you know, where they just kind of know where their teammates are and um, they don't really overcommit too often. They don't oftentimes leave someone open. Um, they, they do a good job of that. And um, I think that that's something that they can really lean on. Now um, they do also have two um, pretty significant weaknesses that I would look at. One of them being depth. Um, uh, Coach Brian Rush uh, likes to say that he's got a, about seven girls that he can lean on. Um, the way I see it, there's really only six that I would say are super talented. They've got another um, who is a, a very good jump shooter. She can, she can really hit some three-pointers. But that's kind of the extent of her game from what I've seen is um, and, and she almost I don't want to say provides negative because on, on, on other uh, facets, because that's just that's just not true. Uh, very good jump shooter. But as far as players that you can really count on, um, it's really just six girls that I would say are they're probably super comfortable with. Um, and but but there's also kind of a big game toughness with them where I've seen them play really big games, but I've also seen them I don't want to say fold in those games, but they sometimes get maybe overcome with that pressure, with knowing that, you know, this is win or go home, or this is, you know, they, they played Rossu in the, in the district semifinal game at home. And um, Rossu just kind of took over there at the end, despite being on the road team. Um, so Clarksville, they're, they're going to need to overcome that uh, if, if things go poorly against beach. Um, which that's a really good basketball team. So, and they're going to be on the road. So that's entirely possible that that will happen. Uh, as far as the one player to watch, um, I'm going to have to go with Amari Berry. Uh, we've talked about her many times on the podcast before. She's a heck of a defender. She can really score the rock. Um, she is only a freshman. So um, her experience isn't quite up to par with some of the other players on the team, but she's the best player on the floor most of the time when she's out there. And uh, they're going to probably need big uh, contributions from her to win. Um, I'm going to take Beach to win this game. Um, but I think if if that Rossi Galton game isn't the best game of this uh, first round, then this game will be. Yeah, I'm going to take Beach as well. Um, just being at home, uh, I think they're going to be able to play their style. They're going to they're going to dictate how the, the, the game flow, how the game flow is. And so, you know, I look for this to be a 45 to you know, 38 victory or something, you know, something close like that, something low scoring, uh, but in favor of Beach. Uh, before we move on to the girl, or excuse me, before we move on to the boys, Brady, do you want to go ahead and pick um, our region championship game? So I think the region championship game will probably, it's not too bold to say, I think it'll probably come down to Lebanon and Northwest. I agree. Um, the two teams met recently and Lebanon did come out with the win, but from what I've seen, um, Lebanon has played some pretty close games lately, yeah. even against teams that you would expect them to blow out like Wilson central. Um, so that shows maybe that they're cracking down that they're not as good as they were. I don't know. I, I haven't seen them like you guys have. Um, 
But from an outsider's perspective, that makes me think that maybe this could be Northwest's chance to take that district. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Northwest. That's fair. Listen, I'll say this about Lebanon. Um, you know, against Wilson Central, Wilson Central benefited from playing the day before in the playing game. So they were able to knock off their 10 days of snow rust against uh, Mount Juliet. So maybe they came in a little bit more uh, oiled than, than Lebanon did. Um, so I'll, I'll give Lebanon the benefit of the doubt there, um, just as far as, you know, they didn't play in 10 plus days. Maybe you're cold. There's, there's a lot of rust factors. So, so I'll, I'll say that about them. I do agree with you. I think it is Northwest in Lebanon in, in the championship game. But as I alluded to earlier, I just think Lebanon is um, is, is set for that sub-state round. And they're going to make the sub-state regardless if they make the championship. But as far as I think they're going to host a sub-state game. So, so give me Lebanon in, in that game to take the region championship. But I think it'll be a good one um, and one that, you know, fans are going to be excited to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're bound for a really good district or a region championship game. Um, but we've we got a whole other side to do. Uh, yeah. Let's get into it, starting with this. Uh, let's see. I think it, the first one we got is uh, Beach and Henry County. Uh, I, you've seen the Bucks as much as anybody this year. Uh, tell them what we can expect from that game. Yeah, I have seen them a lot this year, but it's hard not to go see them. I mean, when when you when you as basketball fans, when you see a team that enjoys playing the game, plays it well, enjoys being around each other, you just want to see them as as much as you can. And that's kind of been beach this year. I mean, they've just been a fun team to watch. They've been a fun team to cover. A lot of fun personalities to get to know. Um, but as far as you know, their strengths. Listen, they shoot the ball as well as anyone. Uh, I mean, they can pull from deep and they can connect Christian Shaw, Luke Fleming, uh, Bradley Wheeler. I mean, Caleb Powell, you name it, they can shoot the ball. And uh, I think they're going to be a tough out for anyone. They're athletic. You know, they may not be overly huge. Like there's no six, seven guy on their team, like, like Ronald Jessamy. Um, But when you've got six, when you've got a couple six, five guards and you got, you know, a six, five, six, six low post, uh, and then you got some beef on your team, like a Jackson Long. I mean, Jackson Long is – they're a strong basketball team. I mean, you can tell they hit the weight room. Um, but that's also because a lot of their basketball players are, are football players. Um, so, you know, it's kind of they're in the weight room all year long type of deal. Um, and so, man, they, 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 have a, they have a ton of strengths. It was hard for me to narrow down just two. But I, I guess I would say their athleticism and they shoot well is probably two that, that, that stand out. You know, on the flip side of that coin, I would say one of the weaknesses, they may rely on the three too much, and they don't have really a true low post presence. Um, they play good defense in the low post because of their strength, um, and they can, you know, they can body up with anybody. But as far as just dumping the ball down in the low block and having someone drop step, score two points, you're just not going to get that from Beach. That's just not what they do. Um, but like I said, I, I think their strengths – greatly outweigh their weaknesses and uh there i mean it's a reason why they won the district championship and a reason why i think they're going to make a run at it as far as their one player to look at i had a hard time nailing down who i wanted to highlight just because like i said I mean, they're just well-rounded they're a deep team i mean they platoon players i mean literally you'll see an entire different starting five come in come into the game on a timeout and that wears on teams you know what i mean they i mean they have a true they truly go 10 deep, Brady. I mean, and, and that is a massive, massive strength. But as, far, but as far as their one player, like I said, I had a hard time picking out. But I, I'm going to go with Andrew Page. I mean, he is a guy 
Kit Brown says when he's scoring, he's the best player in the district. I mean, when he goes up and gets a rebound, it's his rebound. I mean, he can slam it home. He can block shots at the rim. He does a lot of really good things well. And he's kind of he's kind of a dark horse X factor. It would have been easy to pick Christian Shaw. It would have been easy to pick Caleb Powell. It would have been easy to pick Luke Fleming. Um, but I, I'm going to go with Andrew Page as the one player I want to spotlight. And, listen, I know Henry County shoots the ball very well. We've talked about that. Um, but being at Beach, I, I just think this Buccaneer team is has a very good chance to make a real run at it. Yeah, so um, while you were talking about Beach, um, it sounded a lot like what I was going to say about Henry County. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's the more I think about it, it, the more it really feels like a mirror match, you know? Yeah. These are two teams who um, are just kind of known for having dynamite athletic programs. They both got really good football teams. They both got football players on their basketball teams. They yeah. both finished – they both won the regular season districts. I, I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that Henry County was the number one seed heading into the district tournament. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. They, they had won, I think 10 something games heading into that district tournament. So this is a legitimate basketball team. I mean, for, for beach to draw Henry County as their first round matchup, that's a tough draw. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so exactly like you said with beach, um, I had my two strengths listed out as Henry County as their shooting and their athleticism. Um, I mean, I've, I've highlighted this before, but I, I sat in Clarksville High's gym a couple weeks ago and watched Henry County make 11 out of 13 three-pointers in the first half of a basketball game. I mean, if they can come even close to replicating that type of performance, um, that's hard to beat. Yeah, um, they're, they're just such an athletic team, too. They got football players on this team, um, namely Jawan Odoms, who, by the way, is committed to play defensive back at Memphis. So that dude is, he's going to lock up any, any player that you throw at him. Yeah. Um, he, he, he is the real deal, man. He's strong. He's big. And they do got some, some pretty big guys. They're not, they're not the biggest team, but I do think that they've got enough size to contend down in the post. Um, now, as far as some weaknesses, um, I did mention that big time shooting game that they had against Clarksville, but that can go the other way too. Uh, last night uh, in the consolation game, there's a re- there's also a reason they're, that they're the number four seed here in this region tournament. Um, they're streaky. Uh, they lost that game to Clarksville uh, last night, 68 to 50. I mean, that's not really that close, especially when they're hosting that game. Yeah. Um, so they're capable of going out and putting 80, 90 points on you, but they're also capable of kind of falling flat. And that just kind of comes with that, that shooting pedigree where you're either making everything or you're missing everything. There's not a ton of in-between with these guys. Um, and I also think that maybe their confidence could be at a low right now because they were the number one seed, but they've come in and they lost a game to um, Northeast uh, at home. They lost the game against Clarksville at home. I mean, that's got to do a number on your confidence, I would think. Um but they do have the district MVP in Samash King, who is my one player to watch. He's a really talented guard. He can go out and score. He plays defense. He play makes. This, this is just kind of one of those do-it-all guys. Um, and they've also got the coach of the year in Mike Greer. Um, I think this is going to be a really, really good basketball game. Um, I'm going to take Beach because, one, they've got the home court advantage. That's a long drive for the Patriots to make. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, But it's going to be a really good basketball game. Yeah, two and a half hours, if not more, from Henry County. I mean, that's a long time to be on a bus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, those, uh, those legs will, will get sore sitting on that bus, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I'm obviously going with Beach as well. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going, I'm going with Beach for more than just that one game, as I alluded to. But as far as looking on the top half of that bracket, let's look at Rossview and Station Camp. Going to be at Rossview. Uh, mm-hmm. I, listen, you've highlighted uh, Ronald Jessamy a few times. That's something that I think could give Station Camp some problems. Now, Isaiah Davis is, a, is has turned into a really good low post player for, for the Bison, uh, especially late in the second half second half of this season. Uh, so that that could be a really fun matchup for whoever covers that game for you. But I, I w- I'm very curious to know what you think Rossview does well. Right. So, of course, you mentioned Ronald Jessamy. He's the biggest player in District 10. Um, he's only a sophomore wearing size 19 shoes. I mean, that's – Goodness, that's, that's, a, that's a big boy. He's uh, he's been eating his Wheaties, that's for sure. Um, but they're a big team. He's not even their only big player. They got Spencer Mims, who is probably 6'3", 6'4", maybe, and he plays more like a guard. And um, so he's going to be defending any he, – he can defend one through five on the floor easily. Um, he's a good athlete. He, he's a good shooter. Um, whereas you got Justin down in the post, he, he'll block you four or five shots a game. And, the, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, he, he gets a fingertip on the ball. I'm talking he sends it to the bench. Um, it's, he's just a powerful kid. Um, but they're also very deep. You know, you kind of mentioned with Beach, they can send out a whole other starting unit. Um, Rossview can do something similar. I would say maybe they're eight or nine guys deep, um, but all of those guys can go out and play. Um, and, and they bring size off the bench, too. Uh, they bring Eli Colvin, who actually has been starting games recently, and they're bringing Messiah Ward, one of their better scorers off the bench, to kind of play that Lou Williams role. Um, but Eli Colvin, another big guy and, uh, Julian Hatfield is probably six, six, two, I'd say coming off the bench. He's kind of that glue guy. You're, um, you're Draymond Green, uh, I guess you would say he's, uh, as a Michigan state fan, <laughs> he's not going to go out there and be your leading scorer, not your leading rebounder, but he's going to play good defense. He's going to make sure that your, your unit sticks together and he's going to make sure that you don't lose any ground while, while the rest are, uh, starters are resting up. Um, as far as some weaknesses go, um, they're not super experienced. This, uh, they played in their first ever district tournament championship game last night. Um, so the, the, this is a, an entire group of guys who have not been here before. And um, that experience can go a long way. So whether or not they're comfortable going into this game, it, being at home helps a lot, of Absolutely. course. Um, being in their home gym, that's, that's, that's going to make a world of difference. Um but the, as far as that experience, and they're not the most adept scoring team, uh, kind of similar to a team I mentioned earlier. Um, they don't really have a player, uh, and that's actually their girls team that I mentioned earlier. They don't really have a player that they're going to give the ball to and say, go get a bucket. They've got a couple players in that, and the one player that I'm going to mention here is Tim Williams, um, who I'm, I alluded to earlier in the show today. Uh, he wears number 24. He's 5'10 guard. He's a senior. He's nothing special when you look at him. But he goes out there. He is a great shooter. He will. He can make shots. You know, looping the ball all around his body, going around defenders, spinning off the fingertips. That thing rolls in like it's got a magnet attached to it. I mean, th- this kid can make some shots. Uh, he's he he was the leading scorer in the championship game last night with 17 points. I think he had 20 against uh, Clarksville in there in that win. Um, just a, a really a really just I I want to say he's even a special player, man. I mean. Um, he, they're really lucky to have him on that team. And uh, if he could definitely be their leading scorer in those games. And uh, if they're going to beat station camp, which personally, I think that they just might do, uh, I'm going to take Rossview in this game. Uh, it, he, he can be that kind of that leader for them. You know, you, 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 you mentioned that 
Henry County was a tough first round matchup for Beach. I would venture to say the same for Station Camp and Rossview. I mean, this is a tough matchup for for Rossview, and and one that's like, man, this is this is going to be a really typical first game because the thing about Station Camp is I think their biggest strength is not anyone on the on the uh, court. It's it's the guy leading them, and that's Seth Massey, their head coach. This is Seth Massey is. I mean, one of the best coaches in the district, bar none. I mean, he is just really, really good. Um, one of their weaknesses is the lack of experience that you also mentioned for Rossview. That these guys really haven't been here. Um, most of their production graduated last year. Mm-hmm. But for Seth Massey to get his crew into this spot, it just just says so much about his coaching style. And uh, and I tell you what, man, I, I know they got to go on the road, but. Station Camp is a team that can fill the bucket up in a hurry. Um, my, my one player, Eli Rice, can go out and drop 30 for you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Tyler Moore is a very, very, very good point guard. Isaiah Davis, good low post scorer. Uh, Keller D.A., one of, the, one of the few seniors on the team, can shoot the ball from distance. So this is going to be a very tough first-round matchup for Ross Few. Um, you know, I, I think Station Camp – Losing that game against Green Hill in the in the uh, second round um, did, did a lot for them, a lot of positive for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think their first round matchup against Gallatin, where they had to win in overtime, That's did right. a lot for them in a positive way. Um, that was a game they probably shouldn't have won, if I'm being honest with you, but they found a way to win, and that is so critical this time of years. Can you find a way to win? And Station Camp can clearly do that, and so. I'm picking the Bison to win this game on the road. Hey, I don't um, blame. But it's going to be a good game, I think. Um, but it's just – I and listen, I don't know anything about the Rossview boys coach, and I'm not trying to say this as a negative thing, but give me Seth Massey any day of the week and twice on Sunday. You know what I mean? I mean, he's just he's just a good coach, and he gets the job done and he gets the most out of his players. So um, give me station camp in that game. Yeah, yeah, I do got to give a shout out to Johnny Jackson, Rossi's head coach. I mean, he's he's a great guy. He's awesome to talk to after every game. Um, I really appreciate the job he does. And this is actually a team that was the eight seed in last year's tournament, and they're all the way up to being to hosting a region game. That's that's pretty special. Um, but again, this is a guy who he's been coaching this program for over a decade. Um, but this is their first uh, home region game. So, um, like you said, uh, that's that that lack of experience. Um, as far as the head coaching and players go, we'll see how that plays out. Absolutely. Um, let's move to the bottom side of that bracket and what could be a, a pretty good game, but I, I, I don't know. North, Northeast versus Lebanon. What can you tell me about Northeast? Yeah, I mean, Northeast, man, um, probably the craziest story of this year. Uh, they, I've, I mentioned earlier, they had kind of a rough year, but they're hitting their stride, man. This is a team chock full of experience. They returned – almost their entire starting five from last year's team that came one shot away from going to state against after uh, losing out a buzzer beater at Hillsboro. Um, they, and, and the one player that they did lose, they slotted in with another senior this year, Jalen Miller, who's a really good player. So that experience is just huge for them. Um, they, this is a team complete opposite of Rossi. They've been here before yeah. they've won. They, all these, these seniors have won, depending on how long that they've played here, have won three or four district championships. They've been a region every single year. Yeah. They, they're comfortable. They're hosting this game. Um, and they're going to, this game's going to be business as usual for them. Um, but I think maybe even more uh, of, of a, of a positive for this team is just the energy that they bring. They come out before every game. And this was a huge last night. They came out before the game 
whether they're on their own floor or on your floor, they're going out to midcourt, huddling up at, at warm up, and they're cheering, clapping loud as they can be. They're filling up that that uh, arena with as much noise as they can make because they love playing this game. They got swagger, man. And as once they get going, you can forget about stopping them just because of that energy that they bring. Um, now, uh, I know we've talked a lot about depth, and this is a team that doesn't quite have a ton of it. Um, they've probably got seven guys, eight on a good day, but most of the time it's going to be seven. Um, six really good players, but kind of fall off after that a little bit. Guys, you can, one or two that you can – you know, put out there for a couple minutes, give your starters a, a breath. Um, but, you know, foul trouble last night, Isaiah Ferrier, they're one of their best players fouled out um, before overtime. They still managed to come out and win that game. So maybe the depth isn't as big of a problem as, uh, as it might seem because they did pull that game out without one of their best players. Um, but they're also very streaky. I mentioned that energy. And if they're not able to get that energy going, um, it can be hard for them to kind of regain that. Um, so it's kind of a team that kind of has to, almost uh, break the break the ceiling off before um, before really getting going. And if they're not able to do that, then, you know, if, if you're able to contain that, they, they can have a little bit of trouble. This is a game that I don't think is particularly close, Brady. Um, I think Northeast rolls and rolls in a big way. Lebanon's biggest strength is their biggest weakness. They are Jekyll and Hyde. Um, when they're on, they're on, but when they're off, man, they're, they're off. And, you know, they won nine straight going into the district tournament. And I think that was their peak. I think, um, I think they're coming down and I think this is a bad recipe for, for Lebanon going on the road to Northeast. You mentioned Northeast, the complete opposite playing well at the right time. I think this is a game that could be, could be 20 plus as far as the, the differential at the end when the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really know what else to say, honestly, Brady, but I, I think Northeast rolls in a big way. Yeah, I think Northeast will take this game as well. Jalen Hooks, their big man down low, actually last night scored 17 points on Ronald Jesse. Um, now, he didn't do that in their first two games against Ronald Jesse because that dude's a legit defender, but he's a guy who has figured it out. This is a guy who, at the beginning of the year, was my personal um, best big man in the district, um, and, and there's a reason for that. He's got a hell, a hell of a hook shot, which – I mean, I, it comes with his name. His name is Jalen Hooks. He's got yeah. a great hook. He can, he, he can post up. He can hit some mid-range jumpers. He's solid from the free throw line. Um, and he's going to be a, a, a big player in, uh, in that team. Um, but as we move down to our last game, uh, we've got a, a rematch of a game earlier this season in uh, Green Hill against Clarksville. Now, Clarksville uh, played them on November 19th at home and beat them 68-44. to yeah. And I don't think that this is going to be a 24 point game uh, this time around. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Um, but why don't you tell me what we can see out of these, uh, the first ever region appearance for these uh, Hawks? Yeah. So, um, I, you know, I talked to Troy Allen last night after the game and I was just kind of trying to pick his brain. This was, I wasn't recording at this point because I think he was able to be a little bit more free with me. Mm -hmm. um, but I was just picking his brain about what he thought about this matchup and He's nervous, man. I mean, he knows how good Clarksville is, and uh, he knows that they can get out and score in a hurry. Uh, he, he highlighted the fact that they did not play well, uh, I think he said, in their second game of the season. Obviously, this is a new season at this point, but I just think that Clarksville with J.J. Wheat it may be a little bit too much. I mean, I, I, listen, I, I'm relying on, on Troy's words here. He knows they're going to have a tough time, and, you know, he highlighted that. Um, but they do possess – a really good player in Riggs Abner. Greenhill does. Uh, Paxton Davidson showed that he can shoot the lights out last night. 
They have a big man in Jason Birch who who doesn't really score. He didn't score at all last night. Um, the only other time I saw him, he dropped 30 against Gallatin, but Gallatin doesn't have a lot of size down low. Um, so, you know, can he can he duplicate that? Maybe, maybe not. But Clarksville is a team that I think just um, with J.J. Wheat may be a little bit too much for Green Hill. Yeah, you mentioned um, Troy Allen being nervous about this game, and I think any team drawing this team uh, in the playoffs has to be nervous just because of how, how they can get out there and score in droves. Um, we were texting earlier this week, and I told you about how earlier this season Clarksville beat Montgomery Central, who, you know, in all seriousness, is not, is not a good team. They lost the, the play-in game this year, um, and they're moving down to 2A next year just because they, they can't really compete in 3A. But regardless, Clarksville beat them 111 241. Yeah. That's like, that's something you see on sports center, man. That's, that's just a ridiculous scoring output. And um, I mean, these two teams have seen each other. Uh, When I talked to Ted Young, Clarksville's head coach after their loss against Roscue, he, he was kind of like, you know what, it is what it is. You know, we're going to go play Henry County. Uh, They beat them by 18 last night, which is, you know, a a heck of a confidence boost because Henry County is a really good basketball team. Um, and he, he even said, you know, we're not really going to focus on Henry County that much, which was surprising because, you know, usually the coach speak is, you know, oh, we're, you know, not going to overlook any team. You know, we're just going to go play the next one. But he said, like, you know what, I'm going to go home after this game and I'm going to start calling District 9 coaches and start getting film on those guys. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about Henry County on the bus ride there. Um, so I think that they're going to come out really prepared for this game. And um, you mentioned that the scoring of this team is uh, is really the biggest strength. Um, yeah. They're fast. They've got really four four guards um, who start for them and are really good. Three of them are point guards. One of them's kind of a bigger guard, maybe a small forward type in uh, Jaheim McDonald. Um, but JJ Weed, I mean, he he can score twenty to thirty on you any any given night. Yeah. Um, he he won district MVP as a sophomore last year, and there's a reason for that. Um, but the big player that I'm looking for is uh, Charles Freeman. He was a transfer from Atlanta, and he's really their only big guy, their true big guy. He's about 6'3", um, and he was timid at the start of the year. You could tell that he was a transfer playing in his first games with this school um, because he wasn't scoring much, um, and that goes for the Green Hill game too. But lately, he's become their really second go-to score. He, he's one of those bigs who will step out and hit three-pointers. He can defend the rim. Um, he uh, recently – uh, in a game had a big putback dunk. I mean, this is a guy who's athletic. He can shoot, he can score. Um, and I think he's part of the reason Clarksville is better now than they were last time they played Green Hill. Um, their, their depth isn't great. You know, I, I know I've said this about a lot of teams by now, um, but this is actually, I think the shortest, or, I mean, shortest. Yeah. That actually is a thing. I said, they, they don't have a lot of size outside of Charles Freeman. Um, so short in that way too, but short, they have a short bench. I think they've got nine guys on the roster Ooh. and um, you'll see about eight of them, but a couple of them are kind of just, you know, let the other guys rest for three minutes and then get, get yank them back out. Um, but the, that those are their two weaknesses, but if they can get out ahead of you early, which they l- would love to do, um, then, you know, maybe you see that bench come in early anyway. Um, I think I, I mentioned that, you know, they blew out Green Hill earlier this year. It's not going to be like that again, but I think I am going to take Clarksville in this game. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. And, and you know, meaning that, that Clarksville will play Northeast in the semifinals. That's a game that you're obviously super familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, if I had to pick just judging off of your knowledge of what you've given me, I would say Northeast wins that game and advances to the championship. They're playing, they're playing ball at the right time. 
on the on the top side of that bracket, I think you're going to have Beach versus Station Camp in the, in the region semis. In that game, you listen, you got two Sumner County teams that always play each other very well. Um, so that could be a toss-up. But, man, like I said, I, I've been on the Beach bandwagon all year. I'm not jumping off now. I think Beach and Northeast are on a crash course to meet in the region championship. And because, quote-unquote, again, I represent District 9, I'm going to say Beach. I'm going to say uh, Beach gets that win because it's at home. Um, yeah, I think – I was going to say something similar, you know. Um, I, I know I said Ross View in that station camp game. I think that game could absolutely go either way. That will probably be the best game of this round, in my opinion. If not, uh, I think it could be Beach and Henry County. Um, but uh, looking at this uh, bracket, um, I mean, seeing Beach for a station camp in Northeast versus Clarksville, how fun would that be, man? I mean, this, this is always the time of year where you get these unique matchups. But you're, if you're getting two rival schools going at each other for a chance to play in state, I mean, come on, man. How, yeah. how, how much better does that get? Um, but uh, like you said, I think Beach and Northeast are probably the two teams to watch here. Um, it's not a coincidence that they're the two number one seeds. Um, yeah. And I think I'm going to go with you on this one. I think the Bucks will take this one. Yeah. So either way, though, it's going to be it's going to be a fun, fun weekend. I know we're going. What was it? March or February 27th through March 4th is the region tournament. So Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Listen, we're going to have a ton of fun. Uh, I know we're going to on our side, we're going to get you as much coverage as we can. I know you're going to do the same. Um, Have you have you decided which games you're going to go to yet? Yeah. So those first round games uh, with Rossview playing twice at home, I think I'm going to, you know, stick there uh stick around and see uh those station camp and galleton games yeah i mean i mean really i've only got beach in sumner county to to, to go to so uh that's that's where i'll be i mean listen it's become a home away from home at this point right that's right shackle island well guys that's what we got um let us know if uh if you had any predictions for this tournament boys or girls who you think is winning these games who you think is gonna head to state um feel free to let us know we'd love to hear from you guys Um, but that's what we got this week. Uh, thank you for listening as always. Um, feel free to uh, leave a like subscribe. That really helps us out. And we can't wait to talk to you about, uh, these games and, uh, come next week, talk to you about state. Yeah. I would assume because the region tournament runs through next Wednesday, we're probably going to push the podcast again, like we did this week. I think that's the best thing to do. Uh, so maybe next Thursday we'll record and then get it out. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. So until next time, right. Absolutely. Talk to you guys later.